Hayden, Hayden Grove is going to take some time away from us and help us out just a little bit here. Reporter and social media producer for Cleveland.com. I, I want to I start with the Cavs with you, Hayden. It sounds like it's very noisy where he is, so hopefully that's good over there, Nick. Uh, can you hear us, Hayden? Are you there? Okay, there you go. I can hear you, yeah. I can hear you. I, again, I told, I told Nick that uh, I, I was working before this and I had to like make some time, so I apologize for the... Uh, the noise. No, no worries, man. Uh, so we, we all, all of us in here have been big fans of the Cavs uh, this season, clearly. And, and you know, look, the, the, the jump that they've made from two years ago, doubling their win total, winning 46 last year, now adding Donovan Mitchell. I, w- when you look at this team now, the, the East obviously has the Celtics and the Bucks, even with uh, you know, the struggles they've had recently this year from their 9-0 start even. You count on them to be a contender once the playoffs start, and if the Nets get Kevin Durant back and healthy, you maybe throw them in there. But where do you kind of put the Cavs right now in that mix, given all the talent in the top of the Eastern Conference? Yeah, I'm right in the middle. Like, kind of like 4-5 seed, maybe 5-6 seed. I think that you know, they have talent. They have their elite guy. They have their superstar in Donovan Mitchell. Um, they have some great role players. But, you know, we're not seeing Evelyn Mobley take that next step that we thought maybe he would take. We're not really seeing uh, Darius Garland be the all-star that he was a year ago. So I still think that they're taking some time to kind of figure each other out. And like you said, there is a ton of talent in the East. I mean, you, you got the Bucks, You got the Celtics. You got um, the, the, the Nets. I mean, even the Miami Heat. You got teams that have been there, have done that. And the Cavaliers lack what a lot of other teams don't. And that's experience. So I think Donovan Mitchell could take over a game and win you a game in, in a postseason series. But at the same time, I, I don't see them necessarily going Eastern Conference Finals level. It's just it's I think in two years you're going to see them and they'll be at the top of the East. But right now, I think they're just on their way up. Hayden, uh, Ricky Rubio came back last night. Uh, that was awesome to see because I remember watching him on television when he tore his ACL last year about a year ago, he obviously provides a huge spark. He obviously provides not just a guy who can set the table, but a veteran who jives really well with Kevin Love, which is why the Cavs really are not interested in trading Kevin Love. But who who do you think that the Cavs are interested in trading? And who do you think that they're targeting to really take this team to a new level? That's a great question. Um, I think Cavaliers are looking at all kinds of wings. We all know that wings are the toughest thing to come by in the NBA. Um, they're they're hard to they're hard to bring in. They're hard to uh, to get. As the Cavaliers have shown, they got you know pretty much four All Stars, and then they got their wing position that's been a carousel. So I think they're looking to trade for a wing. Uh, you know the names that have been out there are kind of scattered uh, here and there. Bogdan Bogdanovich, um, even a guy like Tim Hardaway, something like that. But the guys that they're looking to trade, they don't have a lot of pieces. I mean, they have pieces that fit with the team currently, but they don't have like a lot of tradable assets. So maybe Karis LeVert, maybe Isaac Coro. Um, other than that, maybe a guy like Lamar Stevens, but even then, I mean, that would be way down the list. So I think they're probably their top trade ship is Karis LeVert. He's not been playing well as of late, but I think he has that capability to be great and to, and to you know, get be a walking bucket. So uh, I think Karis is probably their top trade ship. And from there, you know, maybe you look at Isaac Coro, but other than that, there's not a lot in the way of, uh, of big trade chips for the Cavaliers. In hindsight, from what we've seen, because Laurie Markkinen has turned into an absolute beast, his nickname is now Laurie Bird. In <laughs> hindsight, do you think that deal gets done, that Donovan Mitchell trade gets done, if they put Karis LeVert in it and not Laurie Markkinen? No, no, I don't at all. And you guys said I, I watched you, uh, Lori Bird. That's pretty good. Um, yeah, I, I love it. Uh, and he was—I thought he was really good with Cleveland last year. But no, I don't think there's any. I think he was the centerpiece, arguably the centerpiece of that deal. I mean, yes, the first-round picks, yes, Colin Sexton, but 
you know, everybody who's who's been around Laurie Markkinen knows that you don't just come across seven-footers that play that way all the time. And, you know, if you could just get him kind of developed and, and work on him a little bit, he's right there. So, um, yeah, I don't think that trade gets even close to done. I think when you look back at it, Laurie was probably the piece that they were having in that Cleveland was like, man, we don't know if we want to get rid of him, but it's going to be worth it at the end. Hayden, uh, Chris Middleton hasn't looked very good this season for the Bucs. I don't think they're going to finish with the one seed. Maybe Boston uses some load management. They realize they went to the finals last year. The regular season doesn't mean a whole lot. Do you think if Cleveland finishes as a top seed or even a top two or three, maybe Donovan Mitchell will get some MVP love because – we bet at 66 to 1, it's at 35 to 1. I know how great Luka is and Jokic and Giannis. Any chance, though, especially, I know they were a playoff team last year, a play in team, but if they finish as a top seed, do you think he gets some love? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, the 71 point game, I mean, that shows yeah. you what he's capable on on a given night. Um, but, I, you know, the odds are crazy. Uh, and, and I think it would be a great, I think it would be a great value play. If you're going to bet, you know, a future MVP guy, I think Donovan's a great value play because at the end of the season, like I said, you know, he's going to have the opportunities that maybe some of these other guys don't have. So, yeah, I would say absolutely that uh, that a guy like Donovan Mitchell could get some MVP love. I mean, you know, with Darius Garland, we saw last year, we, we saw him be an all-star. This year he's just been beaten up. He's had, you know, face injuries, literally got hit in the face. He's had a thumb injury now that he's dealing with. So Donovan's had to carry the load a lot, and he's been more than capable of doing that. So I like I like the NBA, uh, the MVP chatter. Obviously, you have Jokic, you have, uh, like you said, Luka, I mean, I don't know if he's getting anywhere near past those guys, but maybe, you know, top four, top, four, top five, maybe at best top three. Um, and if some things go really crazy, then yeah, I'd, I'd put some value on him uh, to, to get the top seat or to get the, uh, to get the MVP. Yeah. I mean, any guy that puts up 71 points in a game, you feel like deserves some sort of consideration, but it's loaded this year with a ton of talent in the NBA. The NBA, look, the NBA is just loaded with young talent. I, one of the reasons why I like the Cavs so much and maybe not look, not to go to the finals this year, but I think in terms of just looking at them over the next couple of seasons and their growth is they've drafted well. They, they've brought in a lot of talent. Uh, you know, I know Jared Allen obviously wasn't somebody they drafted, but like they've been able to co- get this collection of young pieces to all come together and play well. I, I, I've seen some criticism and you're obviously around it more, you know, the team specifically and, you know, the fan base than we are. Evan Mobley, has he taken a step back? Is it is there some disappointment in his, you know, second year is it a sophomore slump what what's sort of the conversation around evan mobley right now yeah it's a, it's a great question um and kendrick perkins i think said something the other day kind of going after him and saying he hasn't taken a leap and Cavs fans jumped down kendrick's throat and kendrick is beloved in cleveland for what he did there so it was kind of a weird thing it's a very weird conversation right now because i think you know the year that he had in year one you wanted to see that big step in year two but also you're looking at adding a elite top you know, maybe top 10 player in the NBA and Donovan Mitchell, you got to add that into the situation. So Evan's kind of taken like a back seat, um, if you will. There are people that still believe that Evan Mobley is the most important player on the Cavaliers, has the most potential, could end up playing a lot like a um, like a uh, Kevin Durant type player because of his size, because of his ability. But um, it's a very weird conversation. I think he has taken a step back. I think just because of the... Um, the focus being on Darius and Donovan playing together, the focus being on the second unit. I think Evan has taken a step back, but I don't think it's like as big of a deal as people think. I think it's just a natural step back because of, you know, bringing in a guy like Donovan Mitchell. So I think Evan will slowly but surely continue to find his way. 
I'm not at all worried about Evan Mobley. I don't think he's a problem. I don't think he's somebody that's going to have uh, that, you know, you're going to be super worried about going in next season. But, you know, the focus this year was getting Donovan involved, getting him acclimated. You know, how is he going to work with Darius? How is he going to work with Jared Allen? Those are the three most important players on the team right now. And I think they're doing just fine in that re- in that regard. Hayden, what do you make of, of we saw Donovan Mitchell obviously have 11 points in the first half and end with 71, right? We're getting this insane level of scoring that we've never seen before. If you were to assess and try to diagnose why this year we're seeing that, especially when travel calls are up, carry calls are up, what do you make of it and and how would you explain it? Do you mean from Donovan or in general? In general. Donovan too. Yeah, I mean, Donovan's obviously in great shape. Yeah, with Donovan specifically, I know it's because he's been a more willing three-point shooter. Um, You know, he was a guy that came in less than 40% this year. I think he's at 43, 44, somewhere around there from beyond the arc. He's been fantastic. And I was, I went into the year saying, well, okay, he's not going to be a three-point threat. And I was told, no, 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 he's going to be a three-point threat because he's going to be a more willing shooter because of how the Cavaliers play. And that was absolutely correct. So I think the three-point shot is why Donovan's scoring might be a little bit up. Um, In the league, man, I I don't know. Um, It could be the traveling thing. It could be uh, fouls. I don't know. I don't know. I think these guys are just getting so skilled right get like you know you're seeing evan mobley shoot from the three-point line and jared allen's working on it and even a guy like brooke lopez before the game goes around the court around the uh, around the world and shoots three-pointers i mean that's brooke lopez doing that so i think it's just a matter of the, the skills are improving um and guys are just getting better at putting the, uh, the ball in the basket i saw the warriors had like 147 tonight or something and uh you know, I'm not surprised at all. So I don't know. I, I wish I had a better answer for you. Are you uh, are you confident? I want to switch over and talk a little NFL, talk Browns. Are you confident that Deshaun Watson could be the quarterback he was a couple years ago before, obviously, everything went down? And then uh, especially being paired with Kevin Stefanski, do you believe in the two of them together getting the Browns back to the playoffs? And that's a great question. Um, you know, being around the around the Browns all year and looking at – Deshaun in practice, I think the physical ability is what is very much there. I mean, you just watch the ball come out of his hand. It's got that zip. It's got something different than anybody else. And, uh, you know, I, I do have questions about Kevin Spansky. I absolutely do. I have questions about his ability to adapt to Deshaun. I have his questions about his scheme in general. He runs a West Coast type offense where you're just looking for completions. Deshaun Watson comes from wide open kind of systems in Clemson and in Houston. Can he adjust to Deshaun Watson? I don't know. But what I do know is that, yes, I think Deshaun Watson can find his way back to being Deshaun Watson. The arm talent is still there. You know, he's going to be seeing the field more as and better as he goes along and gets more comfortable being back in the NFL field. But I do have definite questions about Kevin Stefanski and his ability to work with Deshaun Watson. Deshaun, Deshaun and Kevin don't have those questions. They seem to be very excited to work with each other. Um, but to be honest with you, I have big questions about Kevin Stefanski going into this year, yes. Hayden, how long, in your opinion, do you think Deshaun Watson is a distraction like from the media, from fans, just it's a thing within the team. You mean like in like going forward? Yeah. I think it's over. I think he's not a distraction anymore. I really don't. Um, you know, based on what we saw in the locker room over the last six weeks, based on what we saw with the team, I he wasn't asked but two questions about the assault stuff 
um, after his return. Um, you know, he was asked, I think, about the offseason. He has two lingering cases. But other than that, I don't think it's been a concern at all. I mean, obviously, it was the world's biggest distraction for 11 weeks. And maybe that's why it derailed them. But after he came back, it was not a distraction. So I think it's over. I think, uh, you know, and I know that we can get into a conversation of, well, it shouldn't be over and we should be talking more about this. I understand that. But I'm just talking about in that locker room. Yeah. It's yep. over. There's there's nothing else to discuss. Yeah, I mean, it tends to be what the news cycle is. Stuff gets cycled through, people talk about it, and then Good it goes stuff. to something else. So that's, you know, kind of expected. All right, Hayden Grove, Cleveland.com. Appreciate the time, man. Thanks for coming on with Gotta us. Got to get you on more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I appreciate it. Next time, it'll be a lot quieter. There you go. Next time. I'll be sure to be. Next time, you got to sing a song for us, though. Yeah. What, what's, what's your go-to? Yeah, yeah. Um, I do I do a lot of Sinatra, so that's what uh, that's kind of the gig tonight. I'm He's a huge I'm a Sinatra. huge Sinatra fan. I have Love it on it. my wall. Sinatra has yeah. a cold. What's, what's your What's your favorite song? What's your favorite song? Oh man, New York. Well, yeah, he loves New York so much. I'm, I'm a big I'm a big New York guy. Yeah, he sings it all was, the time. We're talking about Chicago, though. Are you a Chicago guy? No, I, I just was lying. Guy. I just made that up. She, 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 <laughs> I like to give the people of New York a hard time. What about a little "Fly Me to the Moon"? Fly me to the moon and let me play among the stars. Let me see what spring is like on wow. Jupiter and Mars. There you go. In other words, yeah. All right. That was that, fire. That, that, that was great. Yeah, I want you on more. Yeah. I kind of want you in the studio. Yeah. We'll make that happen, we gotta Nick. We got to do that yeah. more. Make that happen. Thanks yeah. so much, man. Right, Appreciate it. Good talking to you, man.